Howdy, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cool Things Podcast. This is your co-host, Justin Chitla, and this is Jason, Jason Chitla. And this week we have on a very special guest, uh, my best friend from fourth grade, Michael Saw. Mike, hey everybody! <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Jay. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem at all. Um, it, it's been a, a long time coming, or, or since we started this, we knew that you were gonna want to be on it, or we, we, <laughs> we knew that I knew that I was gonna want to have you on. Um, but this is cool. So just so everyone knows, um, Michael is in Seattle right now. There's a three-hour difference. We're on Zoom, so I can see him, um, and we have the podcast equipment set up. So if there's any technical difficulties like i'm not sure how this is going to sound hopefully it sounds good but uh michael um thanks for being on uh i we met in what like fourth grade because i moved from the beach and uh that's pretty much how how our friendship started uh do you remember anything like weird about me or jason when when you first met us i like i like oh, talking man. about first impressions that was our first sleepover was with michael actually yeah yeah that's that house. was yeah our first ever sleepover was with you but i'm not sure it, did you were you like weirded out by us or uh to answer your original question i did notice some weird things but wasn't weirded out uh, i do remember you came into miss smith's classroom guns blazing with the leather jacket on of course yeah. and then down the hall we had peter parker with the, with the harry potter glasses whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it yeah, yeah but yeah it's been awesome i thought about it earlier today we've known each other for 15 years and hanging out in your house we always went to beach together and Feel like i really grew up in your house half of the time yeah you know? yeah yeah. there was that one time too that we had we, you literally slept over like two or three days in a row because we would just go out golfing yeah from was, eight in the morning to 8 p.m that was awesome there was a stretch where it was like three nights in, in a row where you just like stayed at our place and it was like in the in the middle of summer in like middle school and, and your mom was like are you sure they want you over <laughs> yeah i know but dude that i remember on day one you guys introduced me to Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. I call my mom. I'm like, yo, you got to let me stay over. We're having so much fun. The food's great. And then, yeah, we ended up, I stayed there for three days. Yeah. We golfed 12 hours a day. That was a good time. Yeah, Mike. And, and uh, your, your your mom and dad are, are literally like the nicest people in the world. I would love to go over to the, your house. And, and uh, your dad always asked us a million questions. But it was really cool because, I don't know, I just feel like, your dad out of everyone that I've met is like one of the most like worldly people out yeah, there. Yeah. He just had, he just has so many like um, experiences and likes to travel. And I, I see that a lot in you yourself. He's got to have visited the most countries out of anyone I've known. I think so. And is that something that like you yourself would like to do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of already on that path. I've been very fortunate to travel quite a bit, lived in Switzerland for four years lived in Hong Kong. And now in the program I'm in, I've moved to a new US city every six months. So I'm definitely doing that. And I, I enjoy visiting new places, meeting new people. But if, if I can go back to you talking about my dad, uh, one funny story is he, like you said, very interested in my grades. Yeah. One time, uh, I don't know what birthday party it was, 12, 13. And it was an awesome party. We had the whole squad and then yeah. a bunch of other dudes who yep. went to the skate park. Yeah, I remember had that. And it was so fun. We had and Andrew was on rollerblades, which was sweet. <laughs> and uh, remember, this was the funniest part. We had the football game yeah. in my backyard mm -hmm. after, 
and my dad's going around asking everyone, so how's Michael doing in school? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, is he getting that. along with his teachers? Yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, at least let me blow the candles out of my cake first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know your dad was always, always very about you in school and your grades. And, and how you were talking to, 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 to all the teachers. I think that's had like a pretty positive like impact on yourself. Like you seem like a very driven person. So obviously like it, it turned out a very like good thing. Wouldn't you say yeah. like, no doubt, no doubt. My parents have always put me in a position to succeed. And I'd say the same of yours. I mean, your parents were always took us around on vacations and introduced us to chess and all this stuff. So our parents certainly <laughs> that, was a, a great that was fun. We uh, we actually like when we were going really hard at chess back then um, and our, we had our little brother, Joey. Um, <laughs> playing, <laughs> this is hilarious. Chess. Yeah, go ahead. And um, you were at the time you were you were learning chess, too. And so you and Joey wanted to play each other. And, and we're like, we told my, we told you, we we're like, yeah, go, go, don't go easy on him. Like he's, he's actually really good. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and so you beat him and he starts crying and you're like, you feel so bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, no, no. Even the funniest thing was, you know, I'm, I, my middle game was pretty solid. Right. I'm about to put him in check and I turn to you guys. I'm like, should I at least get him, let him have a few pieces? <laughs> and Jason turns to me and he's like, no mercy. <laughs> and then I win and Joey starts crying. And, yeah. and then, yeah, you feel so bad for him. Yeah, but, but that 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 is awesome. Like all those memories of those little things that we got into were, were are so fun and so nostalgic. So like chess is a, a great example. Yeah, you know, Anyways, back to back to you, Mike. Um, you're You're at Siemens right now. And that's a really cool like job that you're doing because they're they're reload relocating you every six months to like new places and new teams. Is there anything like awesome or is there anything that you've learned throughout that job or experience? Like one thing, one or two things? Uh, I probably learned hundreds or thousands of things, but I can <laughs> highlight a couple. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just for some background, uh, I do work for Siemens and every six months I move to a new city mm -hmm. and also a new division of the company. Mm -hmm. And Siemens is so large, they build power plants, they build uh, trains and, and almost any big industrial thing you can think of. So when I started in Orlando, Florida, I learned how to build gas turbines or how they work, I should say. And then in New York City, learned how to pretty much automate the train system so they're more efficient and safe. So yeah, really cool stuff. And I've been really happy with this opportunity. It's made me realize the direction that I want to go in. Yeah. And you always, you were always um, kind of liking like starting your own business and everything. And I know Siemens has that like entrepreneurial program. Yeah, that's right. So Siemens has, is such a large company. It has its own uh, venture capital arm. And that's, I've actually been applying to it recently, had some successful interviews. And if that works out, then we have a large uh, $1.2 billion fund and you get to invest in growing startups. And I, I would love to do that. I love being close to technology. I mean, similar to you guys. Yeah, uh, we no. all read similar startup books and listen to uh, that kind of news. Yeah, no, it'd be so cool to um, and like make your own startup or business and have it do well and then eventually get into uh, venture capital. I know you're very interested in that. And actually, we're both very interested in the stock market and, and everything. And we actually want to start our own fund um, very soon and, and have, you know, family, friends uh, invest in it. I'd be down, dude. You're, every day you're texting me like, oh, made X amount of money today. <laughs> yeah. I'm killing it. So yeah, no. I'll get involved with you. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, and um, yeah, eventually that can take off. And, and I mean, that could lead to other things that we 
um put money into because like like you said yo you always text me and you're like there's so much money out there right now <laughs> like we, uh, how do true. we not have, you know you have that uh that growth mindset sound like a couple of classic business majors <laughs> i know dude everyone with a few dollars wants to start a fund but yeah. that it'll be fun anyways yeah I, I think um that that's the thing is with these types of things there's there's like the stigma right where you know you are a very you're a young adult or we're all young adults here and you know, getting into business and in finances and the stock market and trading and, and venture capital funds, it, it's all there's like this big stigma that everyone thinks they know everything and everyone wants to start something and just make make a buck. But I think um, what really separates you, Michael, is what I notice is that I don't know, I, I think there's like an underlying passion for doing uh, doing things to learn them and not really not really care only about the buck. I don't know. And I think I see that in Jason as well, even though he, he, he uh, won't come across as humble um, very, very often. Um, but I, I think it's really this cool. This man turned down 200K <laughs> offers. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know. It's, it's not about the money. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's really cool to, to just do, do experiences and things because more often than not, it will open up opportunities and, and, and successes in, in some way, shape or form. Yeah, well, for me, I think the money, it's not the main priority. It just happens to be a product of good investments. But for me, and I, I think for Jason too, we're yeah. just interested in learning about new markets, new industries, new yeah, technologies that, they might be coming out. It's really fun. I think all the markets in general, they all have their own characteristics and it, it's it's like a puzzle. There's a there's a beauty to all the chaos really and it's fun observing it and and it I used to not wake up early. I used to sleep in, right? But now like I can wake up at seven and I'm so excited to get on and check out all how the all the industries are doing what happened overnight and i got a question for you okay so we got a bunch of uh intellectual listeners right now if you had to give some uh advice in terms of financials what would you say um besides yeah. investing in our fund directly <laughs> besides that, that's making, the first commercial yeah. for our fund first promotion um after investing in the fund what should they do with their money <laughs> no, so here here's what i wait, wait are you saying why they should invest in our fund no after they do because they already know they have to but after they do i'd say the number one thing i can say about any kind of investment and in, in any kind of anything to do with finance is no before you're going into anything no what your risk is, know where what the downside is and know what the reward is. Yeah, if, if I had to give any input from someone that's not as in involved and want, like I, from my perspective, um, I, I can't get into all this stuff right now because I'm, I'm simply not passionate about it, right? So, so I'm more passionate about my podcast and, and learning other things. So if I were to say anything about anyone starting out to invest, I would simply say, know that you don't know everything even when you begin, right? There's a chart when you start in anything, in, in a hobby, you feel like you know a lot just when you start. And then the more you get into it, you realize how much you don't know. And I think that's important for starting something and wanting to continue it is that you're gonna get so like overwhelmed with things that you don't know that you might opt out of it. Right. But just keep, in, keep it as a goal to, to learn little things each day. I think that's what Jason did. And over time, he's become really good at it. Right. Yeah, man, that's cool stuff. So, Justin, you said, uh, you know, it's not something you're necessarily passionate about. That's right. What are you passionate about? What would you want to get into, ideally? That's a good question. So I'm super interested in psychology and, and how we think and relating that in technology. So I'm a product manager right now, and I'm very interested in user design, user experience, right? So if you're making an app, 
I like to think about how we can make a user stay on the application longer, how we can make that user feel like they're having a good time. If there's anything that I want to be learning about right now, it's human-computer interaction. If you're studying how we can make interactions with you and your phone and you and your computer better, then um, you're going to see you're going to see profits in your companies and your startups. And, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm also just very interested in like philosophy and just movies and stuff, things that make you think. And, uh, you know, I, I've told you a lot that I'm, I'm on YouTube a lot at night. And I, I just like, I just get very excited, like learning things that I, I haven't known before. And, and Jason put it very um, simply before when he said that he likes waking up and he gets really excited about looking about looking at what's going on in the markets. I, I just feel that energy on learning. And I know that sounds very cliche, right? I mean, everyone, if you go into an interview, right, you're going to like to say that you, you like to learn and you're a fast learner. But I genuinely feel so grateful and fortunate for having a computer and access to internet and the ability to literally anytime at all access YouTube and watch and learn things that I don't know. The, the, my favorite um, channels that I, I subscribe to are the one that you, you talked about this last week. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Kurzgesagt, which is like an animated yeah. series, right? Where they're talking anything about universal basic income to why stars are so big and space time. Mm -hmm. and, and they, they, I think it's, it's really cool to learn different things because you'll, you'll start having a perception on the world where you realize that a lot of things are connected, right? So art is math and math is art. And, and just when you open your mind up to things like that, I think that you really do become more grateful for everything you see. I don't know, I, it's just, it's, it's really cool um, to just learn. So that, that's where I'm at. But Mike, yeah, if, man. I, if I had to ask you, um, what are you interested in? What are you, what are you passionate about? Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, like you, so many things. I the more I learn, the more I realize how much cool stuff there yeah, is. I feel like, like you, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, the same channel you described, Cold Fusion, just a bunch of things. And I think that's one thing the three of us have always had in common and a genuine love for learning. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think as Jason and I were discussing, the thing I've been most passionate about recently is learning about the new emerging technologies and what startups are doing to use that technology. And that's why I want to gravitate in that field. Yeah, and currently, um, a good way to learn about that is just keep an eye on whatever Elon Musk is inv investing in, right? Because he's always he's a pretty big uh, guy in, in, in emerging technology right now. I know he recently spent a heck of a lot of money investing in some neurology uh, company over in Switzerland or somewhere in Europe where they're doing tests. They did it on pigs. What was it? So on that, they were able to send electrical impulses to certain areas of the pig's brain to be able to induce certain emotions and feelings. And if you could use that in a human, imagine how much upside that is. Like you could help people with severe mental illness and people with anxiety feel more at ease. So, yeah, right. I mean, that's just one example. I think it's so cool to learn about what Elon and other uh, yeah, startups and, are doing. And it's cool because, if, if, for example, I think I saw the other day, like someone brought up um, something about smart glasses and Elon Musk was very quick to shut that down. He was like, yeah, no, there's no reason for, you know, any of his companies like Tesla or whatever to get into, to starting to make that kind of product. Cause he just doesn't feel like that's the emerging tech that's going to be out in the next 10 years. He doesn't want to waste his time. So, you know, he's, he's very, it's very cool to see him not just kind of hop onto any trend. He's actually very, um, 
logical about, yeah, yeah, very calculated and and knows what he wants to invest in and what the future is going to look like. You know, he's obviously he's wanting to go to Mars. He's he's wanting to have um, electric cars. He, he's not interested in something as small as, OK, let's get um, these smart glasses to work. You know, that's, that's that can be Apple's job. That can be Google's job. Right. That's not him. Yeah. Michael, would you want to um, it seems like you would like to build your own startup one day. Is that like a goal you have? Or for you, is it more about joining someone that's already somewhat successful and building a product that people love? For me, I it's not like a necessary goal of mine. However, I just have a very entrepreneurial mindset in general. And I always look for problems and look for ways to fix those problems. So I think that's the foundation of any startup. And maybe along the way, I will find something that's a big enough of a problem and I'm in the right time to solve it. But in the meantime, I would just love to be in that ecosystem of like-minded people. But yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, that, like I, you, starting a company is like being a product manager and you just think about what the customer needs. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's fascinating stuff. I think that would be really cool. But that, that no, that's a good answer. I understand that. I think um, there was something that, I, maybe it was an article that I read recently where it was explaining that you shouldn't start a startup because you've found a, a simple solution to a problem you have to have experienced this problem enough and, and are, are one of the customers that would back this to the end and, and would have to just wake up every day for a year and be in pain without putting, putting this out there for the world to see. So I, it was basically getting at the point that a lot of people will start something and come to the realization that they're not as passionate about it and, and don't want to continue forward. And I think that's really cool because when Jason and I were growing up, you know, or, you know, a few years back when when we found out about Snapchat and Uber and everything, we wanted to get on board, but we just wanted to fix like a, a, a solution or fix a problem because we thought it was cool to have a startup. But now I think it's it's right. it's, it's cooler to be passionate about something and, and to just help someone that's already doing the mission. If not, then create a solution. Yeah, that makes sense. And speaking of things that we're passionate about, for me, I think this whole time we've been talking about like money and business and all that. I don't want it to sound like it's all about that, but I'm also very passionate about just being like a good and happy person. Right. And one thing I, I told you guys that I admire about you is my whole life, never seen you guys get very upset. You're just upbeat people, love to laugh. I mean, it even took us 10 minutes to start this because we were all laughing. But uh, <laughs> wh why do you think it's that way? Why are you guys so happy all the time? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a funny observation. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, um, I, I really think that growing up, um, my dad has probably made the biggest impact on kind of the way that I have, uh, my perception of the world. And, you know, it, it sounds really cheesy and probably really cliche, but he's just kind of instilled in us to be a glass half full type of guy. And I, I think that's really important, right? So, so everyone, when, when you think of happiness, a lot of people think about money and success and your position in the world, but a lot of people know, or you should know that happiness isn't connected to those things. Maybe slightly, maybe a little bit. If you have money, you know, you're going to be able to have a really fun night. But happiness to me is something that's kind of like instilled in yourself without like on a yearly basis. Right. So and, and, and you can create that for yourself by having an, a perception of your world. Right? right. So it's it's all about what details you choose to focus on day to day. And, and I think that uh, my dad and, and just having a family that was so loving, caring, and uh, just so awesome to be around has has made me a happy person. I just think that I'm very grateful and fortunate to have a lot of family and friends. And um, I think it's just my 
my gratefulness and and I feel really lucky every day to be where I am and to have the friends and resources I do. Like like I said, I, you know, I have a computer and access to internet. No, yeah, it's, I, that, it's, that's going to make me the, a very happy person. Seriously, that's going to make me very happy knowing that I can access anything online and uh, and, and just learn stuff. It, it's it's it really brings me back to the feeling like when I would get a book as a kid, just knowing that I had that book. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to start it right away. I would just be so caught up in the idea that it's there and, and I can start it whenever I want. Right, and and right. sometimes I would hold that off. But I don't know. It, it's just kind of things like that 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 I think make me a happy person. Right. Mike. I think that's a, a brilliant question for this show, especially because I think oh, that's thank you. That's no, that's what the, you nailed it, Mike. that's what the show <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what the show was actually founded upon is just how um, we bring people on who are just very, very passionate about anything. And, and I think that you're right, Justin, that's, we got that a lot from, from our dad. And uh, cause he, you know, whenever you're talking to him, it could be about anything, but he's just talking with this, with this uh, emotion. And it's like, almost like loud he, and like, yeah, just using, the words like, don't come out right. They're right. just coming out. Yeah. It's like, he's just, you know, so excited just to talk in. So we got that from him, you know, just like you said, like just also just going with him to bookstores, we'll just grab a book and just, you know, he does this weird thing where he'll smell smell the pages. You know, that really freaked me out as a kid. But <laughs> that I, was weird, I, man. I that was really weird. We would be in Barnes and Noble, <laughs> and my dad said, "Hey, look, man, these books smell really good." <laughs> no, no. And I was like, "Dad, so that's I why when that's why when we were at the Scholastic Book Fair, you were whiffing on all the books." Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what was normal. No, no. But that that was you know just just getting all those kind of things about just everything from our dad about being you know passionate about about learning and about um, trying new things and. And it was funny the, the other day, uh, not the other day, it was like uh, last year, me and James, you know, we, Jimmer was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago, but we were, uh, my dad likes to go to the mall and um, me and Jimmer, we were like, hell yeah, it's like kind of like the last month of classes, let's play hooky, let's go to the mall, you know, just go to the food court, grab some food. And so I'm there, you know, um, um, we're getting food, we sit down, you know, we're eating and I just, you know, take a yawn, stretch and I look to my right and I'm like, is that my dad? <laughs> it's like, I, I look, he's just by himself at, at the, um, eating at the food court with like, he's got some shoes. Like he bought a couple pairs of shoes. I'm like, yeah. is that why he's always happy? He's, yeah. he's going to the mall, just balling yeah. out on some shoes. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up dad? What are you doing? Yeah. It's funny. He has those couple brands that he likes really well, a lot, like buckle. And, yeah, uh, no, it's really funny too. The if you is... ever see my dad and you compliment him on his shoes, he's gonna, he's gonna like, he'll have every excuse to be like, so like my mom would have, oh, these shoes are scuffed. I'm going to go get some new ones. Yeah, Cause right. Just because whenever you give him a compliment on them, he's not going to change had, it. Listen, he's had so many back surgeries. So it's all, all he has to say is that it, it helps, it relieves pain from his back and it's really comfortable and it gives a lot of support. So he'll, he has like the most shoes that I've seen out of anyone. But no, I, I think, um, I think seriously, I think um, we're happy um, most of the time just because uh, it, it, I think it, it has a lot to do with realizing where you are in the world. Right. And, and looking at there's a practice, right, um, for for people who are practicing to have a positive perception. And that's a thing. And I'm glad it's a thing, because if you can practice having a positive perception, you will be happier and happiness. Having a happy outlook on life, it leads to greater success and it, it, it seriously gives you more opportunities to have success. And there's 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 one job interview question that I like a lot. And it's, you know, are you lucky? Do you feel lucky? Because more often than not, if the person or the interviewee that answers yes to that question, they 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 create success for themselves. And and then 
it, it's kind of like a it's like a byproduct, right, of being happy is feeling lucky it, and and feeling like you know the world is giving you things, even though you're the one going out there and cr- creating those opportunities for your success. So, anyways, I think uh, practicing building a positive outlook and a positive perception is really important, and you can do that by this one exercise. There's a lot of exercises, but this one exercise in particular is, you know. Take a situation, right? Maybe it's your life right now. Take take a look at your life right now and come up with ways that it can be a lot, a lot worse. Because if you can do that, then you owe it to yourself to think that you're lucky. And, and I think that's very, very, it's something that I did. I don't, I don't know. I think I did this a lot as a kid because I was um, so anxious and paranoid, but I would, I would have to take a look at it and say, you know, there's, there's a lot of bad thing that bad things that can happen. And I, I actually think it stems from the fact that, you know, Jason, when we would get sick, we would, we would feel, what, what's the term? We're hypochondriacs, right? right? right. So when something <laughs> would happen to our body. Maybe you are, but. <laughs> when something would happen to our body, you know, like I would have like a weird feeling in my chest. And then I would look up on the internet, I would web, web MD that, that, that feeling. And I'd be like, oh my God. I think I'm, diag- <laughs> I'm, I'm diagnosing myself. Oh God, I have mesothelioma. <laughs> I have mesothelioma. I have 10 no, minutes. Yeah, I have 10 minutes of life. You know, think about, think about everything good that's happened in my life. No, seriously, yeah. that's an exaggeration. But I, I really do think it's um, because I practice um, making myself think that I'm grateful. And I, and I genuinely do think that that is what it is. But Mike, um, what are your thoughts on that? And, and uh, I know you're generally a very happy person. Do you agree with that? Or what is it for yeah, you? Yeah, man. I, I 100% agree. I think the most fundamental, simplistic answer is gratitude. Like you guys mentioned, when you realize how much abundance that we already have, like it's so easy to take things for granted, but we have so many things. And I, I'm just truly grateful for that, especially when I realize like where my mom and dad came from. My dad's from uh, Guyana, a small country in South America grew up without plumbing, without electricity, a lot of the basic things. And I know I think about that. And even today, you have billions of people around the world who don't have that. Right. I think me being able to travel to some of those countries firsthand, it made me realize like, damn, I have everything I really need. I have a great squad of friends around me. I got to give a shout out to your parents too. Like always taking us down to the beach, like giving, exposing us all these opportunities. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, just gratitude. I think you, Jason and I, are happy people and poised for more success because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also I want to mention, uh, my boss, Martin, um, he, uh, he grew up in, uh, uh communist Slo- Slovakia. Um, so he, w- and that was, it's, it's no longer, um, communism is no longer over there. Right. But when he was growing up there and he was born and raised, that's what he, and that's why, um, when I'm working for him now at the company I'm at, he is so, so passionate about what he does. And it's so easy to get behind what he's saying and have conversations with him just because of his background. Like he would say, like when he, they were kids, you know, they didn't get many, um, you know, since it was communism over there, they didn't have um, certain products like Coca-Cola, or Sprite, you know, Snickers, whatever. So when those things would drop off the truck, you know, because like trucks would pass through with those kind of products through Slovakia, he, they would grab them and trade them. And, and it was just such a, um cool story to hear and, and listen about and then also just uh, i had no idea but um well i know that's how communism works is so when you, when you're over there and you're you know you're in your teenage years up until about 18 when you're 18 you have to make a decision he said you either go and work in the, the factory or you go to a trade school 
and you take a test and that test determines what you are going to be for the rest of your life. And you could be a doctor or you could be a plumber. Literally, like it ranged based on one test. And he would tell me how nervous he was um, walking up to, to see his name after the uh, taking the test. He, he really wanted to get into engineering, you know, computers. And he was so nervous looking. There's just, you know, just like for us, um, you know, if, if you tried out for sports in middle school and you walk up and you want to see if you made it on, on the list of names, right? For him, it was literally, that's how it was over there in communist Slovakia. As you go up after taking a test and you're trying to find your name and see what you're going to be for the rest of your life. Isn't that crazy? That, that was um, the conversations that I have with him. And like I said, that's, I'm very drawn to people of that kind of, uh, um, that can display that kind of passion about t telling stories like that. And that's where, um, when he was interviewing me, I, I really wanted to work for him because he was um, a man with that background that could, that could uh, inspire. So, yeah, when, whenever you're, you're really passionate and grateful, it's just, it's really easy to be, to, to feel mag, what's the word? Ma ma they're magnetic people, right? And you just get drawn to them. Easy to get behind. So it, it's, it's a similar, it's similar to the way that you like teachers that absolutely love what they're teaching. So I, I think, um, yeah, bottom line is, um, it's so it's so funny because you look at it and here in the U.S. there are so many reasons to feel grateful, but you know, I I don't I don't see um, on a daily basis everyone with with this this knowledge of happiness and practicing like a positive um, perception. And I think it's really important to to hear these stories and and to just take the simpler things in life that you take for granted and just realize how 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 grateful you should be. But I don't know. I, I think that's like, I think that's like a very interesting thing. And I think going forward, it's going to be more important in, in the workforce that that companies teach um, how to proactively exercise being happy. Because mm -hmm. bottom line is, it's gonna be it's gonna be affecting their bottom their dollar, right? Their, their profit. If if their workforce is happier, you're gonna be attracting more talent. You're gonna be making an environment where people work harder and are more productive. So, so I think, and I, I just think the happiness in general and the psychology behind it is really fascinating. So it's, it's just going to be really cool to see. Yeah. And on that point, I think it's cool how happiness and passion just drive even more happiness and passion. It's a positive feedback loop. And right. It's, that's a, I hope businesses can realize like that, realize that and incorporate it. Yeah. yeah I, and you I start mean, to see to that. Be, like that's um, why uh, certain companies, um, buy your gym memberships and everything they they allot time for you to to do that uh, a lot more companies are getting on board even like the traditional ones because uh you know yeah you're like you said a happier um employee you, you get a lot more done yeah and also on that topic i never really knew what i wanted to do uh like professionally even in school i just stumbled my way along started out as a bio major with justin right yeah uh, we were both bio majors freshman year yeah and then i don't know i just kind of happened to walk into an info session on the business school and just kind of went with it. I, I just wasn't really passionate about anything at any point. And then within the past three months, I realized what I want to do. And now everything just seems so easy. And I like, I'm happy to stay up longer and research and network. Yeah. That's so yeah, awesome. passion and happiness goes such a long yeah. way. And, and it's funny that you bring that up because a very, very um, influential person today is Simon Sinek. And I don't know if you guys have heard of him I've or heard watched him, yeah. any of his stuff, but his 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 life mission is all about helping people find their why. I think once you find your why, you can be happy and you can make a difference in the world. And and he's just it's it's such a cool movement, right? I think that's one of the coolest things you can do for someone is help them figure out what they're going to be passionate about. 
and the the cool one of the cool things that a lot of people don't realize is it's not like in your DNA and it's not you don't have to have been born with oh I'm going to love being a doctor right it's you have to learn you have to learn yourself it takes a long time to learn yourself and a lot of people are lucky that that they figure it out early like you and I and everyone in this room but I think that you have to basically be putting yourself out there and I think that's a lot of people don't don't realize that that's like a, a, a goal that they should have in school is instead of being there and dreading homework assignments and dreading English because you don't like English I think it's there because it, it's it's allowing you to do things to see if you're going to be good at it and to see if right. you're going to be interested in it so you can make uh, a difference you know in someone's life in, in some area of the world right yeah go ahead Mike yeah so I got a question so the three of us have to a certain degree found our why for a lot of people they still don't know what that is how, how do you think people can work on that and find what they want to do not only professionally, just in life. I think it starts with putting yourself in the best situation where you can find opportunities, right? So a good example would be my my sister, Jenna, right? So so she, and I'm very happy for her cause be, because she just recently found out, I think, what she wants to do. And I think it's to become a speech, a a what? speech pathologist, which is really funny. That's ironic. Out there. That's <laughs> ironic. Out there. So she could help me out. No, but, and Jason and I, yeah, Jason and I, first patient. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and I actually took speech class in second we were grade. little, too. yeah. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no, it was, that's actually funny because we used to, like, up until fourth grade, they pull us out of class, and I thought it was cool, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to pull out of class, we get to play Uno, and then I realized it's because we have a speech impediment, and I'm like, yeah. very <laughs> less happy about it. I have an issue, it. and I can't say my R's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't say my R's. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so, but getting back to your question, I think, you know, for Jenna, she was, she's in college, she's, she's a junior now at NC State, which is great school. Um, so she's there and she didn't know what she wanted to do. So, it, and I think um, she joined LinkedIn. She started connecting with a bunch of people and it just came across her, uh, someone with, with a, an article about speech pathology. So she clicked on it and it looked interesting. And now she reached out to that person and asked to shadow them in their job. And she's growing very interested. So what do I have to say about someone finding their why? Well, it takes effort, right? You got to join LinkedIn. That's step one. Or you just got to, you got to, you got yeah, to want to find something. LinkedIn. No, yeah. it doesn't have to be LinkedIn, but that right. was just my example. Like, and, th and that's the thing is like, you know, we're talking about, you know, it's not, it's not so cut and dry as, oh, you find it right then and there. You know, it's, it's such a process. It's so ambiguous. There's no um, right answer, right? You know, because you could be driven by the wrong reasons to find it. Like me, like I was driven as a young guy wanting to be a millionaire from making apps, right? Mm -hmm. And so being driven by the wrong reason to find what you like to do isn't, you know, I mean, sometimes it happens. And now I, I realize, okay, you know, I, I was making shitty games because I was driven by the money. But now that I'm not, I can actually make kind of fun games that my friends like to play. Or, you know, just gaining those those technical skills from doing that. And now I can take those technical skills and apply it to the, to the complex financial markets. That's so, right. And so it's just got to, you just got to go out there and do things. It doesn't matter if you like them in the first week, the first month, the first year, right? And it's, it's not so cut and dry as, oh, you're going to do it for, for an hour and you're going to really find out what you're meant to do in life, right? It's never like that. So Yeah. And, w and w what's unfortunate and what's kind of sucky is that you'll only really ever be very passionate about the things that you're really good at. So you, you have to start with, you know, what you are good at and, and it's unfortunate. So if you like reading, you know, that might lead yourself to become a lawyer down the road. I think, um, I think that 
your passion and your why has a lot to do with your self-image and how you want other people to perceive you and how you want to build your reputation. So I think, Mike, if, if, um, if you don't mind me asking, you know, how, how would you like other people to see yourself? You know, if you were to pass away, what do you, what do you think you're, you would want your family members to, to remember you as? Or even not just like pass away, just today. What do you want them to think of you as like right now? Yeah, man, that's, that's deep. Uh, I would say, I mean, there's a number of characteristics I would love to hear, like, you know, hardworking, loved learning and uh, competitive, love to play sports, but more than anything else, just being a good moral person. Right. I feel like that's one thing I've always focused on in my life. It's so easy to, I don't know, be a dick, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, it's so easy not to be. So yeah, and I, think- I hope people just appreciate my presence, even if I'm not saying or expressing anything, just fundamentally having other people's well-being in mind, being empathetic. Yeah, and- I think I think that's just a big question, especially if you don't know if you're if you're kind of lost as a person and don't really know where to go, right? Or or what you want to do. Just think of that one question. What do you want to be be looked up as? And like that kind of really kind of leads to you to where kind of what actions you want to take. I, I there, there's this one question I think I saw it on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was what would you be doing if you had something like The Office, you know how they're filming? Like if someone was filming your life, your documentary right now, what would you be doing? I think it it would open a lot of people's eyes up into seeing that, you know, you can do what you want to do right now. With, without all the money in the world, you can be working toward your, towards your goal. So I, I really like the Joe Rogan podcast and I, I like that uh, question a lot. But no, it, it, Mike, I, I like your answer a lot. And and for me, you know, if, if I was to say, you know, what, what reputation I want to have and what legacy I want to leave. I think it's, I really like, you know, it sounds cheesy, but I, I do want to be remembered as a moral person. But ultimately, I kind of want to be remembered as someone that, that, you know, you always had a good time with and you always had a laugh with, you know, made you smile. And I think that's, you know, personally, I think that's why I smile. <laughs> that's why I myself smile a lot is, is to just um, let someone else uh, kind of brighten up someone else's day and uh, and every like success aside uh, it's funny because like you're not you, you yourself and me uh, we don't want to be remembered as as like a job title right you it, so it's funny when you bring it back down to this this basic answer um, you can really wake up tomorrow and kind of attack your day differently and I think just just making someone realize that they they have the potential and the opportunity to do what they're passionate about and find what they're passionate about. So I, I would I would like to align my future with kind of Simon Sinek's goal of, of helping people find their why. And I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, man. I, I hope this isn't too morbid of a comment, but I do think about my death quite frequently and just mm. to appreciate how valuable my life is mm-hmm. and kind of with the whole documentary idea, I never want to go too many days where I don't feel like I'm working towards my life's goal and becoming a better person. Um, but to Jason's point, if I wanted to be featured on a documentary, what would I be doing now? Mm-hmm. I think I would be right here with you guys on Cool Things Podcast, <laughs> brought to you by Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue. <laughs> awesome. Well, that, then that's a good place to end it. Uh, Michael, I, I had a great time, and Jason did as well. Um, thanks so much for being on the podcast. We're going to have you on again um, to, to continue, continue talking about some cool things. But everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to the end. Um, Please go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. Um, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week.